Kia ora. Welcome to the Arise Church podcast. For more details, you can find us at arisechurch.com. We're going to hear from our Christchurch campus pastor, Hudson Bond. We hope you enjoy today's message. So I'm going to read a couple of verses out of 1 Peter chapter 2. I guess these are the key verses for this whole series, really. 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 4 and 5 to start with. And it says from the New Living Translation, You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple, who was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honour. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priests. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. And then in verse nine, it continues. It says, but you're not like that for you are a chosen people, a royal priest, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Amazing verses there challenging us. I wanna tell you, Wellington, you are living stones. God is building you into his habitation. And I've got some stones up here on the stage. We'll use those in a little while. But it says that you and I are holy priests. What do priests do? Priests stand in the gap between the people and the Lord and they mediate, they introduce people to God and they bring the word of God to people. They are mediators and people who stand in the middle. And I wanna talk about church today. I wanna talk about stones. I wanna talk about you and I wanna talk about me. But first, let me pray. Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. We pray you'd take these passages, speak loudly and clearly into our hearts. Father, let us know the call and the mission and the purpose of the church as we find it in the New Testament today. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Also want to say hi to the uh, campus in Hamilton who are joining with us as well. Uh, Also in Selwyn and in Dunedin. Dunedin's joining with us today, so that's great as well. Now, the whole core, as I read the Bible, the whole core of biblical history is the story of a visible people of God who are on a journey with the Lord and connecting with the people around them. You could go back and you could say that is one of the key thoughts in the Bible. A people of God journeying with Him as their Lord, but connecting with the people around them, called to be a light, called to be a blessing to the people in their sphere of influence, bearing his light. Now, Israel, the chosen out of the nations by God, the Bible says they were blessed to be a blessing to everyone else all around them. But we find in the pages of the Old Testament that Israel lost its way, didn't heed God's call, didn't fulfill their call to be priests and to be the light to the nations around them. And we find as we've come into the New Testament that after Jesus, God reconstitutes, that's a big word, He reconstitutes the people of God to now be the church. And that's you and that's me. And the same call that was on Israel now rests on our shoulders as we go go through the world. We are called to be a light. And I think we need to define, redefine church. And let's not define church by what it's doing today, but by what it is called to be. Let's define by the future outcome, the goal of his call, not just, 
not just what we see around us today. See, there's a problem. When I say church, when you think church, we often have deeply embedded assumptions about what the church should be. Because we've, a lot of you have been in church for many, many years. We have assumptions and not all of those assumptions are correct about what church should look like. And at times they can be a hindrance. They hold us back from being everything God is calling us to be. I want you to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to think, when I say this word, I want you, what is it that comes to mind? I want to say the word church to you. What do you see? I want you to think carefully. What do you see when the guy up the front says church? What do you see in your head and in your heart? See, you can open your eyes now. But there are many analogies, many pictures in the Bible of what the church looks like. And today I want to talk about a picture of the church being gathered and the church being scattered. That's the analogy that I want to use today. Gathered and scattered. Because what usually comes to your mind and probably most often comes to my mind as well, when we say the word church is a visible body of people. I see lots of people when I close my eyes and think about church. But I also think about a particular place probably that I drove to. And I also think about a certain time of the week. So it's a certain people in a certain place on a certain day of the week. But if that is the only way we think about church, we are missing out on what the New Testament really teaches us about church. We have a institutional idea of what the church is, but I want to tell you this morning, God's idea of church is much bigger than what you thought about when you closed your eyes and what I thought about a few minutes ago. It's much bigger than that. Uh, to reduce church down to an institutional idea that happens on a certain day with those people that I know uh, at a certain time is uh, faulty thinking. But that's what we've grown up with and that's what we think about. But if we turn to the words of the Bible, I want to suggest this morning that I want to help open our eyes to a much bigger picture of what the church is called to be. We cannot just put church in a Sunday box any longer. That is church and I'm at church and in a minute I'm going to have some lunch at church and then I'm going to leave church behind and go back home or go to whatever you do on a Sunday afternoon. I don't want us to think like that, that I'm now leaving church. See, the church is so much more than what is happening here right now in this place. In other words, when the church is scattered about during the week, going wherever you go, working wherever you work, it is not any less the church than when it is gathered here today. That is the biblical picture of what church is. Let me say that again. When we are all over Wellington during the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, we are not any less the church than when we are here on Sunday at nine o'clock with all these people. This is church, yes, but church is much bigger than just this. You and I are not just scattered fragments that suddenly come together and suddenly are church and then we are scattered back into the world again from Monday to Saturday. 
We are the body of Christ, whether we are scattered or whether we are gathered together. And I love this. I'm all for this. But I want us to see a bigger picture. It is an illusion that constantly fogs our kind of Christian thinking about church. When we think of church as something that only exists on Sunday and that is somehow in a suspended state of animation from Monday, Tuesday, no, there's no church happening, Wednesday, Thursday, oh Lord, I wanna get to church, Saturday, oh, Sunday, church time, yes. That's faulty thinking. It's not suspended, it shouldn't be suspended between Sundays. The truth is, I believe the church exists in its primary form from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. That's a big statement. 13% of the people clapped. I'm gonna say it again, because this is like the big statement. No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Haven't said it again. This is the big statement of the day. If you're writing anything down, write this down. The truth is that the church exists in its primary form from Monday to Saturday in all its members dispersed in cities and schools and workplaces. And that's, that's the church. That's its primary place of ministry and of mission. That's true. That's what it should be. This, this now is when we, when we come back in from mission and we have a huddle and we worship God together and we get inspired again and we get prayed for. And then we go back out on mission again, back into our school, uh, schools and universities and workplaces. This is like the, the holy huddle before real church starts when you walk out those doors in half an hour's time. Okay? Now I've got some stones up here that you heard being poured out onto the stage during uh, the notices. And so here we, here we have, here we have uh, Sunday church gathered all together, living stones. God is building us into a habitation, gathered. But over here, we have church scattered. This is, this is, um, I'm just gonna, this is Peter at his school, going back to school. This is uh, um, Sally in her, she's in um, early, children, early childhood education. That's, that's her. And this is, this is you, wherever you're going tomorrow. This is you doing what you are called and gifted and blessed to do. And this is everybody else. I'm just gonna scatter some around. They're stones, they'll be okay. Let's put some over there. And this, this is really gonna make it harder for the worship team when they come back in 20 minutes as well. Do you see what I'm talking about? That the church exists in two forms, in the gathered form and in the scattered form, because the Bible says you are priests. We are to carry the light of the gospel wherever we go from Monday through to Saturday. 
The church is a new social order and it can be expressed in the gathered and the scattered form. It is through the whole life of the church that the Holy Spirit carries on his mission to touch the world. Through the whole life of the church, not just in an hour and a half at nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Holy Spirit is not just now going to nine eyes time after lunch, suspended animation, the church, no, the church, that happens on Sunday. That is thinking that is robbing us of our mission and our call. Mission happens on Sunday, yes, but it must happen on Monday as well, okay? The whole life of the church has a missionary dimension. The church exists when it's gathered and when it's scattered. The great, the great commission is to go into all the world and make disciples, not stay inside this room hoping that people come to see our show. This is for us. This is our time. We are to be salt. We are to be light, light on a hill that sheds its light. Mission is the essence of the church and the church is not just on Sunday. It's on every other day of the week as well. It just looks different. It just looks very different. For example, in Christchurch over the last few months, um, we have started at the end of the service just praying for everyone before they walk out the doors because I am very aware that this is our time together, but I'm not gonna see a lot of these people for six more days. And I wanna pray and bless you because you're on mission. You're going back out into the world to be the light where I can never go. You know people I don't know. You know people that Chris and Anna don't know. And you're called to be a light in your place, be significant where you belong. The main area of the church's witness um, is to see you live out your call and your mission wherever you go tomorrow. If as a church we are equipping you to be awesome tomorrow, we're doing our job. I'll tell you what, if we are doing that well and this place becomes a place of healing and life and fulfillment, people are gonna come in because they're gonna go, man, you're awesome. Where, what is it about you? Why are you so different? I wanna go to that place. And we'll have to put locks on the doors to keep, because we full, because they'll see lives that are different. Amen. Amen. When Christians believe that their work from Monday to Friday is not the Lord's work, you, you are robbing yourself. You are, you are um, what have I written here? You're, we're, leaving, we're leaving that area to the powers of this world. And then now, now this is our time. Now we're together and we kind of leave that area to the culture and to the devil and to his realm. But we must, we must get encouraged and built up and then we must go out into this place and in our little sphere of influence, you be a rock wherever you go tomorrow. You be a rock there. I'm gonna, I'm gonna use an example now of a farmer who does a great job of his land, keeps it looking awesome, but often forgets to have his quiet time and doesn't really worship in the morning as much as maybe most of us Christians would think. And we would tend to look down on him a little bit as, well, he's not really being a great Christian because he's missing out, his, he's not reading his books and he hasn't had a great quiet time this morning. We would maybe in some ways 
think that he's not being a great Christian, okay? But the farmer who says his prayers every morning and goes to church all the time, but he allows weeds to take over his land and bad drainage to spoil his pasture and his animals to get sick, is failing in the primary place that he is called to be on mission. Whew, it's quiet in here this morning. We're just picking on the poor farmer. Who else could we pick on this morning? Do you get that? For the farmer, his primary mission, his primary ministry in the life of the body of Christ is to care correctly for the land and the animals that have been entrusted to him. He's got to be the best farmer on the block because God has called and gifted and anointed him. You look after this land. You treat these animals. You, you make it profitable. That's his gift and that's his call. Man, there's so many other areas. If the farmer fails to look after his land, he fails everywhere because that's his primary call. That's what God has gifted him to do. See, most people don't understand this. When it comes to the various cultural areas that we live in, our workplaces, our universities, we behave like they are completely outside of Christ's rule and we leave it to the world. But that, that's a reductionist vision. We are simplifying church to just this. This is church, this is church and I go to church. But the rest of the week, I have my quiet time but we don't see that it's part of God's call that we are priests and ministers and are on mission in this world. The primary witness to the Lordship of Christ must be given in the ordinary places that you work, where you go to school. That's where the mission of Jesus Christ must take place. It can only take place in those places, in the factory, in the business, in politics, in sport, and at school. That is where the primary witness for Jesus Christ must happen. I was a pretty good rugby player for a few years there. You can't keep playing rugby, it catches up on you. But I was always caught in this sort of place of, oh, do I have to now somehow as a Christian in the changing room suddenly get up and sort of tell everyone the gospel and tell everyone about my faith? But no, my call is to be one of the best players I can be on that team to through my life witness to the goodness in the kingdom of heaven. Yes, if I have the opportunity, share, pray for somebody. And that happened a lot. People come up to me at times and say, man, what is it? Why, why can you just have one drink? Why don't you get drunk all the time? Man, there's a great opportunity to witness to somebody, isn't it? Because they've observed your life. They've seen what's going on. My primary role, as I look back now, was to play good rugby to use my gifts in that environment to be one of the best players on the team if I could, but to influence, be a rock in that environment and to allow God's influence to touch and change. And when that guy broke up and had a divorce and he was sitting, I can still see him now, sitting on that swing in that kid's playground area and weeping and crying, who did he talk to? Me. Because they know. People know there's something different about you. People call me Pastor Hudson. I ask people all the time, don't do that. Just call me Hudson. This is why. If you call me Pastor Hudson, 
Oh, I can't find that in the Bible to start with, but that's another day. If you call me Pastor Hudson, you are elevating me somehow as the minister and you're inferring that you are not the minister. And that's dangerous. We are all priests. We're all on ministry. If you just call me the minister, then you are, I think, to some degree, defaulting to I'm not, therefore I don't have to. But the verse we read, we're all stones. We're all on mission. We're all ministers. So don't call me Pastor Hudson. Just call me Hudson. I'm completely happy with that. That's the name my mum gave me. Okay? You can call me that. You can call me that. Right. If you think about it, you actually have more opportunity to minister than I do. Because most people in here are saved and Christians. But where you're going tomorrow, most people probably aren't saved and are Christians. In my workplace, most people are saved. Well, some, some, some of them. Some of them. It's a, it's a work on. It's, it's a work on, yeah. I don't know about your place or where you study. What's the ratio? So how important is it for you to be there? Hugely important. Massively important. Pass those papers. Finish that exam. Get that balance sheet to balance. Heal those patients. Man, be a light wherever you go. Be a light. Show, show the, the goodness and the character of God. So who has the bigger calling? Pastor Hudson or you? You. Whew, that feels good, eh? That feels good. So this is what I want to say to you. Go out. Do your job. Do it well. Be the best rugby player on your team. Be the best farmer on your block. Have your fields looking the best. Have your animals just on fire. Well, you know. <laughs> Farm that field. Balance that end of year return. Teach those kids. Pass that exam. Make friends. Use your gifts. When we, when we come into glory, what we're going to get asked is, what did you do with what I gave you? The gifts I put in your hand, young Christian, what have you done with those gifts? Oh, well, I took them to church all the time. Fantastic. Awesome. What about the six other days of the week? What did you do with your gifts and your talents then? Most of the gifts and this talents in this room have nothing to do with being this guy here. This guy was pretty cool. This guy was pretty cool, Okay. Which is cooler, this guy or this guy? Okay, this, we have clap, clapping if this guy was cooler this morning. <laughs> clapping if this guy was cooler. That was pretty even, but Lily definitely thought that guy over there. Use your gifts, be a light in your particular part of the vineyard. When the opportunity comes, Tell them why you have a faith. Tell them what you believe. Okay? And then come back in here on Sunday. Gather with the brothers and sisters. Connect. Regroup. Gather strength from each other. 
receive prayer, lift hands in worship, have some lunch afterwards, go to life group during the week. Do, do that, but boy, do not forget that wherever you go tomorrow, you are still the church. You're still the church. The church exists 24 seven. Maybe the, the team can come up. The church exists 24 seven. It doesn't shut down at seven o'clock tonight and open the doors again next Sunday. Not in the Bible, it doesn't. But for too long in Christianity, that's exactly what has happened. And we think the guy up the front, oh, he's the minister. No, you, you're the minister. I read the verses. We are all priests and ministers to our God. So don't call me pastor and back off from what God is calling you to do. Don't wait and hope people come here. That's awesome if they come here. We're going to do an altar call at the end of this. It's great. But 90% of mission happens Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Close your eyes. You are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You're a priest. You're called, you're a living stone that God has saved and filled, is still working on, but is placing that stone in different places for His kingdom. And Lord, I pray for every person sitting here that You would anoint them with confidence and a boldness. Open all of our eyes, God, to see the truth of what You're saying today. Help us to receive it, believe it, and walk out of here on mission for Your Kingdom's Name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for the Arise Church podcast. We hope this message has blessed you. For more content or resources, visit arisechurch.com. Matiwa, see you soon.